take the shot, don't take the shot today. I've got some more timeless advice for photographers, and you'll see what all of this means in this episode, episode 99 of the Shutterbug Life Podcast. You're listening to the Shutterbug Life Podcast. It's a place for beginners to enthusiast photographers. You want to get better, you want to create something special, but you don't necessarily want to be a full-time pro. Well, join me every week as we talk about strategies for creating great pictures, building an audience, and making an impact with your images. I'm your photo coach and host, Linford Morton, but of course, you can call me Lynn. Let's have some fun. This is our Shutterbug Life. Hey there, welcome to episode 99 of the Shutterbug Life podcast. I can't believe we're at 99, just one shy of 100, when we started this podcast way back in 2015. 100 seemed like such a distant <laughs> Such a distant um, goal, if you will, or milestones, probably a better word. But here we are, episode 99. And today I'm going to share some timeless advice for us photographers. Now, in episode 21, I started with some timeless advice that we all should share or that we all should heed. And uh, one of the more popular episodes, actually. And But today I have three more tips, and they form the core for, for advice that I think will be helpful for you as you continue growing your and, and moving your photography forward. And the advice, I think you can think of it uh, three as as advice on three different levels, but we'll get into all that in in just a bit more. So that's what we'll do today. We'll have three advice, three um, three tips, or three things to think about that will be timeless for you in your photography. Then I'll recap an announcement I made last week, just in case you missed it. And then I'll touch on an upcoming workshop in New York City. So that's what we have today, episode 99. Take the shot, don't take the shot today. So this is what we're going to talk about with our in our timeless advice for photographers part 2 episode. Now, in episode 21, of course, we talked about a range of different um, pieces of advice that would be helpful for you. And in this one, I, I've broken it into just three sections and almost three levels, as I said uh, before, in, th in three ways to think about your photography in a way that might help you become better. Take the shot. Don't take the shot. And today, now I've been I'm drawing, of course, on uh, on a number of sources that I've encountered recently. Now, the first uh, take the shot 
I'm going to start, let's start with an experience I had with my dad. He was in town in New York City for a family funeral. And uh, we were uh, we were shooting, and 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 he was recording video. I was shooting, he was recording video, and this is typically the way we team up on anything we attend. If you invite both of us to something, it's likely he's going to shoot video, and I'm going to take pictures. And if you know my dad, he's always directing. You know, he, the, the videographer in him is always directing. So we're coming in, and we arrive at the church, and we're walking to the church, and uh, we see the outside, and my dad said, "Hey, the established." shot. Let's just take the shot now. Now, if, if you've been following following me for a while, you know the establishing shot is is uh, is the shot of the outside or the shot that it establishes where you are that tells everybody um, where you you know what they can expect. It it comes from the television and video um, genre, if you will, and uh, I I call it for fun, the Brady House shot, because the beginning of every Brady House episode and so many sitcoms starts with the outside of the house. So this is what he's referring to. So let's take the, let's take the establishing shot now. Now, I was worried that we needed to get inside and set up quickly so we could get a good spot. And uh, given the choice between the establishing shot and the entire rest of the ceremony, I'd say, let's put our energy in getting, you know, the most important thing um, you know, get the best location for the most important shoot. So I said, hey, you know, why don't we come back and do this a little later? And as a matter of fact, we're going to we're gonna be leaving from here tomorrow to go to the burial. We, we can get the shot then. My dad was not having that. He's like, no, take the shot when you have the shot. <sighs> Fine. So I get my camera out. I take the shot of the exterior of the, the church. And we go in and we do our thing. And uh, the next morning, we get a phone call from the family members saying, hey, change your plans. We're not going to go to the church after all. I just, we just want everyone to meet us at the location of the burial. So my dad, of course, has to remind me now. See what I mean? This is why you always take the shot when you have the shot, because you don't know that you'll be able to come back again. So just go ahead and take the shot. And and I remembered that um, exchange last week when I was watching this video of Jay Mizell. Now, for those of you who don't know, Jay Mizell is a photographer who's been a photographer for now for 60 years. And Jay is a New York so he, he did commercial work um, way back in the day, everything from the Miles Davis album covers to to just um, city city life. And as a matter of fact, you know, these days he doesn't do much commercial work. He really just walks around and uh, and uh, takes pictures of New York City, which is kind of cool because he, he has almost become, without labeling himself that way, the pre, a preeminent street photographer. And so in this, uh, it's an older lesson that I saw a video of and from uh, Scott Kelby was interviewing him. And he's and Scott said something about coming back and, and Jay said, you always take the shot. You always take the shot because the shot will never be the same again. It'll never, ever be the same as you see it when you're inspired by it. And he went on to say, if you come back, the light will be different, the, 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 the mood will be different, the time of day, the, the surroundings, everything will be different. And if you feel moved 
by a specific shot, you should always take the shot because it'll it will never ever be the same again. And I remembered my dad, and I thought he's so right. You always always take the shot. And then I thought about this in another aspect, and and. If you've been around a while, you know that I was in another life, uh, a a photojournalist in the Army. And one of my editors, um, old Zeke Allen, used to always talk about taking the shot. And and in his mind, there was just never a reason you didn't take a shot. And he he'd always laugh. And I've you know, we we talked about this before. He would laugh. He goes, you know, Warren, I've got an ethical dilemma for you and you know you come upon an accident and someone is just falling out of the accident they're bleeding all over and they need they need assistance right away and you've got your camera here's your ethical dilemma what speed iso do you use and he would roar in laughter because in his mind the only dilemma is you know what speed you use not if you take the shot or not take the shot if it's ethically um, ambiguous in any way, you can sort that out later when you have the shot, but you better take the shot. And uh, this was drilled into me back then. And so you always, I always had that sort of in the back of my mind, what should be this photojournalist's instinct that you always take the shot. Yet, when I'm out doing street photography, I let a lot get away. As a matter of fact, this past weekend, I did a street photography workshop in Washington, D.C. I went out with some some really cool photographers, and uh, we were walking around, and, and when we do street photography, you know, most of my workshops, I don't take a camera, and I don't shoot, but I do street photography because a lot of what I like to do is is model what it's you know how you go about taking street street portraits and street and taking images of people who you don't know it's one thing to say this is how you know this is what you should do but i'd like to actually show people because i think I, I i find that's how they learn fat best so anyway i did it again i don't remember i what specific shot that was i remember i was looking and i saw something a couple of times I thought that would be really cool and I hesitated and lost it. Yet what you don't want to do is hesitate. You want to to train your reflexes so that you just without thinking pop up that camera and and fire away. Because when you do that, that's when you get the best stuff. And I'm reminded of uh of an image that won an award recently and it was of an assassination in Turkey I believe and when you see the image the the person who was assassinated it, it literally had it just happened he's laying on the ground and the assassin is there with the we- gun uh, weapon still in his hand and you have to think that if you witness something like this, you have to wonder if if it would be your instinct to shoot that picture. Yeah, I have to think there's so many things going around, going on in his head. You just see somebody uh, executed right in front of you, and you have your camera. And I'm thinking the, my first thought would be about my own safety. Like, oh my goodness, you know, do I need to duck down or get down and get out of the way? Because what if this guy's going to turn around and point his, you know, weapon at everyone else in the room? Maybe he doesn't want witnesses. Maybe he doesn't want witnesses with cameras. Yet, 
the 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 reporter, the photographer who was there, had the instinct to take the shot, and as a result, we have this rich piece of history documented. And so many pieces pieces of history were documented because a photographer was there and had the instinct to take the shot. So, you know, here is the first piece of timeless advice for you. Always take the shot. If you see something that looks interesting to you, if you see something that's impactful, if you see something that's beautiful, if you see something that looks artsy and you have your camera in your hand, take the shot. Always, always take the shot because more often than not, it will be, it might be the only chance for you to create something that's really special. So that's the first piece of advice. Take the shot. The second is don't take the shot. It's almost the opposite, (laughs) right? And this one came straight from Jay Mizell. He gave three, three times when you don't take the shot. He says, don't take the shot if it doesn't excite you. And in Jay's old salty New York City, uh, you know, way of speaking, he says, if it doesn't excite you, why the hell would it excite me? So think about that for a second. If you are seeing something and you are bored when you're looking at it, why the heck would you take the shot? You know, don't take the shot. Save your ammunition or your images for something that just, that speaks to you. So remember, if, if you see something and it excites you, take the shot. But the, the, the reverse of that is if it doesn't excite you, don't take the shot. He says, don't take the shot if you've seen it before. I thought this was interesting because this almost gets you in a in a newsy kind of a a, a a frame of mind. Photojournalism, you know, the search for news. The news is something that's new and interesting or that stands out in some way. And he's saying if it, if you've seen it before, it's probably, you know, I'm going to interpret for him not newsy and it's not interesting because if you've seen the same shot before of the Eiffel Tower shot the same way a thousand different times, Don't shoot that. Go find something new and interesting to shoot. Don't shoot something that everybody else has done or or has, you know, or or everyone else continues to do. You know, those trite and cliche images that you see every time you go online. Don't shoot that. Or you might just, for instance, take that concept and think, how can I make this, how can I personalize this to make this more something that's unique to me and to my eye and to my vision? But whatever you do, don't shoot the same old shot again that you've shot before or that someone else has uh, taken. So if you've seen it before, don't take the shot. Don't take the shot. You have a unique eye and a unique vision and a unique way of looking at the world. And your work as a photographer should be to try to find and exploit that. And then the last one, he says, don't shoot if it ain't fun. And, uh, you know, I like that, too. Don't shoot if it ain't fun. Because at the end of the day, this is, you know, we're not. We're not curing cancer. This isn't rocket science. This is something that we love to do. And so we should make it fun. And if it's you're making it work, then don't do it. You know, one of the reasons I don't like shooting, and people all say, hey, do you ever shoot for clients? And I do at times, but more often than not, I don't because that's not fun for me. 
That just feels too much like work if I have to show up at a wedding and produce an album full of images. That's work. I don't want to do that. I want to shoot something that I want to shoot. And for me, it's shooting things that I can use in in these uh, podcasts and blogs and things like that where, where I, I'm teaching. That's fun for me. So I shoot more of that. And if it ain't fun, and then I try not to shoot it. Now, there are times when you got to shoot stuff because... You know, they're going to write a check for you and uh, you you got to eat. So there are those. But but for the most part, don't shoot if it ain't fun. And then finally, I'll wrap up with my own. If you remember, we talked about this back in episodes 87. It's the so what factor. You know, don't shoot if the if you're if you when it's almost like, you know, if it doesn't excite you. If I see, sometimes I'll see something and I'm going to shoot and I think to myself, if I shoot this, someone looks at it and the, th- and the thought is, you know, so what? You know, you took a picture of the side of a building that is unremarkable and has nothing interesting about it. So what? And if that's you, how, how you feel when you look at it, don't take the shot. No, don't take the shot. If the answer is so what? And remember in the so what episode, the cure for the so what is to shoot stuff you know and shoot stuff you love. And that helps you get past it. So don't go out shooting things that you don't understand or you don't like because that's how how you end up with boring because you're going to be bored when you're looking at it. You'll be bored in, in your approach to it. Don't take that shot. Go take your go spend your energy looking for stuff that you know, understand, and love, and uh, sh- and show us why, as we talked about in episode eighty-seven. So, don't take the shot in those situations. And then the final is today, and this one came from Darren Rouse, who runs a. a, a you might know him as the the person who founded um, Digital Photography School. Darren Rouse started Digital Photography School, which has become, I think, the biggest photography blog on the planet. But Darren Rouse also has another blog and podcast where he takes what he's learned from digital, digital photography school and teaches those of us who are in the, you know, the business of building our own blogs and podcasts. And he calls it Pro Blogger. And he 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 ended an episode with with a, a, a sort of a, a wrap up that I thought was particularly interesting. I, I just want to share that because. Now like I said we're, we're we're now thinking about a different level, and this is to this is today, and, and you know part of the mission here at you know the Shutterbug Life is not just is, is to create great pictures and and to be, use them now to build an audience, and then to make an impact with your images because you know I soft photography is fun, but I like to think that we can do something significant and impactful with it. Uh, with our talent. And I like to think that anyone and everyone has that opportunity. But when you start talking about it, it just feels so big that I know many of us, and I and I hear this often, we have these big goals and these big ideas and these big dreams, and we say, yeah, Lynn, I'm going to start this, this, this blog, and I'm going to start selling images, and I'm going to create my own 
um, you know, art and, but, you know, I'm going to start it probably next month or, or next year or after I retire. And it's, and it's always, you know, some reason to put it off. And Darren shares something that I, I thought I would just, 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 um, just share back with you. And he says, you know, he's talking about your dreams. If you're, if you're dreaming about creating something significant, and I'm going to add with your photography, he said, the key is to do something today. The key is to start today. If you haven't started, the key is to get over the fact that you're not the first because, you know, lots of times we go, oh, I can't I can't do street photography because everybody's doing it. I can't do portraits because everybody's doing it. It doesn't matter if you're not the first. The key is for you to start whatever your version of it is today. Even if you're not the first, start creating something that matters today. Remember for our goal at some point is to create work that matters. And, and you can start that today. The key is to get these ideas that swim around in your mind, out of your mind, and take some action on them today. The key is to start developing your voice and putting your ideas out there today. The key is to start building your network and an audience today. The key is to start developing your skills that you need for this today. The key is to move past your fear of not being good enough and not having the skills to take that first small step and do it today. The key is to do something today. And so I'd like to wrap up with that, that, that last bit of advice and, and maybe, maybe encouragement or maybe even a push for you that you can do something today. You can start a photo project today. You can pick some aspect of your photography that you want to improve and go try something today. You go shoot it, go, go, go shoot something today. You can find something interesting in your house, in your neighborhood, in your backyard, and you can take your camera and say, how can I look at this differently and create something I haven't seen before? You can do that today. You might be snowed in. We're expecting a big snowstorm and you might say, oh my, my goodness, I'm stuck inside, but you can find something in your home. And we had a, a whole uh, webinar on this, a million, a, 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 all the different things you can photograph in your home, but you don't have to put off starting something, whether it's learning how to create a picture or whether it's building a blog or, or, or starting some, your, your social media profile on, a, on an Instagram or some other channel. You can go and just, just, just do something small because it's in these small incremental steps that we get to the big stuff. And you don't have to wait. You don't have to wait. You can start that today. And that's Darren Rouse's, that's Darren Rouse's um, advice. And uh, that's mine to for you today. Shoot when you see something that excites you. Don't shoot if it doesn't. And whatever you decide to do, do it today. <laughs> I hope that was helpful and or inspiring for you. Um, the three things that the three bits of timeless advice to, 
take the shot, don't take the shot, and whatever you decide, do it today. Um, just in case you only follow through one of the podcast channels, um, a couple few days ago, I, I made an announcement that I just wanted to just touch on here really briefly, um, just in case you, uh, you missed it. And, you know, when I started this business seven years ago, I started out teaching photo tours around Washington, D.C. And at that point, when I did the very first photo tour in around Washington, D.C., I knew I'd found something special. I knew that this was something I wanted to do. And I just enjoyed it so much. And uh, and and the cool the cool thing about it is I've heard back from so many of you over the years that it's been helpful for you. Well, I've been offered to do this, continue um, this career path on a different level. I've been offered the opportunity to lead Canon Live Learning. And what that means is I'm going to be responsible for doing the planning and the developing, the implementing and measuring all of Canon workshops and educational engagements throughout the country. So that's the current portfolio of their events and seminars and as well as helping them develop future offerings. So uh, a lot of what I did in D.C. I'll be trying to help Canon do across the country. I'm really excited about this because... For someone who loves photography training, it's a really great opportunity. Now, I, I say this up us because, you know, how does this affect us? Well, I think it it in some ways it it helps as we continue our mission of taking great pictures, building an audience, and making an impact. And uh, I, I'm I'm certainly planning on continuing to do that, but uh for those who came to my workshops in Washington, D.C. and New York City, that's going to be paused for a while. So th that's that's the only message uh, for, for it, as far as that is concerned. But I, I do plan to continue meeting with you uh, by, by using this podcast as a way for us to continue talking because I think it's a great way for us to continue growing our craft together. So that's it for that. And then finally, speaking of workshops, Steve Rosenbach and I are going to be doing uh, another New York City workshop, and this is the Digital Mastery Photography Workshop. And these are, this is, you're going to learn the skills here to take your photography to the next level. We're doing a two-day intensive workshop with photo tours around New York City. And we, we're doing it in two tracks. One Saturday, there's a low light and night photography track. So we do, we're going to be doing interior architecture photography, um, some travel photography, some, some night cityscape and night photography um, lessons, as well as some landscape architecture photography and street photography lessons. Um, this is like two, two days of lessons as well as um, teaching in with the backdrop of the one of the more photogenic cities in the world, New York City. So a lot of good stuff going on there. If you go to shutterbuglife.com forward slash NYC, you can find more about uh, about the workshop there. I'd love for you to come on out and join us. Uh, we always have just so much fun in New York City, and we leave with lots of great images, and of course, we learn a ton. All right, so that's it um, and for that, and uh, I hope you can come on out and join us in New York City.
All right, that's it for this episode of the Shutterbug Life Podcast. Thank you so much for for joining me today. If you enjoyed the the podcast, you know, the Shutterbug Life is a lot more than that. We are a community of friendly photographers who shoot, share, and learn together. You can join our Facebook group and share in between episodes by going to fb.shutterbuglife.com and, of course, meetups in D.C. and New York City. I hope that you'll subscribe. You can do that both in iTunes and Stitcher or wherever you listen to podcasts. And the best way to do it, of course, is to go to shutterbuglife.com forward slash subscribe so that you are always in the know with anything that happens. All right. Thank you again for sharing another episode with us. 99, we are back with the 100th episode of the Shutterbug Life podcast. I'm looking forward to it. Until then, wherever you go, whatever you do, enjoy your Shutterbug life. Take care.